We're back. I wanted to share with you today a story, a true story of hap that happened to a client of mine who just finished a three-month coaching program with me. Uh, he came into it three months ago looking to work on his productivity. He said that was the issue. And based, look, while most of my clients are like in corporate and things like that, this one, uh, it turns out, he, he's 29 years old. He's actually a, a medical student training to become a doctor. Uh, and he is saying he has issues with productivity. And basically what used to happen with him was that when he, in the lead up to exams, he would be you know, full of anxiety, um, just really stressed, scatterbrained, all, getting pulled in all these different directions, always something to do, never really a clear head. Um, even when he was studying, like it would take him eight hours to digest what, would, what should take one or two hours because he was just always in so many places at once. And, in the ex and then he would cut himself off socially. And then in the exams itself, he would just be um, scatterbrained also. And then after the exam, he would have a massive energy crash because of all the stress that he's been putting into it. That's what it used to be like. And now, it was funny because a few weeks ago when he was actually sitting this final exam, uh, uh, he said to us, D dudes, either I crushed that exam or I completely, completely flunked it because for whatever reason, I just felt, I felt very, I was like Zen-like. I was like Zen-like leading up to the exam. I noticed that because I was so just calm and focused that instead of taking eight hours, it would take me two hours to study for something because I was just focused and I was just there and present. And then in the exam itself, I just was calm and I just did it. And now I just feel fine. What happened to me? What happened? Either I completely messed something up, I just totally like neglected something, or I crushed it. And this week, the final, it was poetic, you know, final week of our three month journey together, he got back the result of his final exam. And it turns out he's got, he received the best result he's ever received in his entire medical career. You know, 29 years old. So what was it that we taught him that helped him improve his productivity? These two things. And by the way, that guy, like he's, now that he's learned these things, they weren't quick hacks that you, you forget about them later. When you learn these things, it's like you've crossed a bridge that you're not gonna come back from. That guy has upgraded and he's dealing with a new level of problems now. Because basically what's happened with him is he's learned how to be present, he's learned how to be focused, he's learned how to get what he needs to get done, he's learned how to manage his priorities. And now, what he's gonna do, because he's got that extra time and extra mental space, he's gonna start to make time now for his thought leadership activities because he wants to train to become a very special type of surgeon and I don't wanna, I'm careful about how many like personal details I can give away of this guy, but he's really passionate about his mission in terms of um, reconstructive plastic surgery that he wants to become a thought leader in. And basically what we've done, because we there was this huge demon before for him and he's cleaned it up, it's like he's upgraded himself to a different set of problems, a more valuable set of problems, where now he's like, you know what? I've got that exam productivity studying thing set. 
now I'm actually going to work on becoming a thought leader and becoming known in Australia as a, someone who is a specialist in reconstructive plastic surgery. So he, that's where he's heading to now because he's crossed a bridge now. So how can you cross that same bridge? Here's the two things that he learned. Number one is boundaries. And number two is priorities and beast, uh, basically what we call beast mode, managing beast mode. So I'm gonna explain those two here. <laughs> Hope you like my names. <laughs> so the first one, boundaries. Here's the one, this is the one, by the way, that no one ever wants to hear. Because everyone, here's the thing, uh, and I say this before you, yeah, before you get frustrated by what I'm trying to say here, the thing with product, the thing with productivity, he that that guy came into the program going, look, my issue is I just need more discipline. I just need to become more productive. I just need to muscle myself more. Like he was stretched in a million directions, and he was trying to leverage more on himself. And his frame, the met meta frame, was I need to use more muscles. I need to like he's using all his muscles to keep the whole ship together. And he's like, Dim, help me use my muscles even more. But what if you were not supposed to use your muscles to get the upgrade that you're looking for? I hope this analogy is making sense, right? It's like, you can't, like he's basically maxed out a paradigm on how you can do it. You can muscle your way through or you can flow your way through. But people who don't learn how to use some kind of muscles, who don't learn some sense of discipline and productivity, if they tried to flow, they would just fall apart. But I would say for someone like you, who's listening and watching, if you're watching a video or listening to, to a, a podcast on productivity, you probably already have a pretty good muscle in terms of your discipline and your productivity. And therefore, the thing that's gonna help you the most is not more muscle skills, but it's more flow skills. So that's why these advanced concepts of boundaries and managing your beast mode, that's why there are, it's not about you know putting your phone away and focusing for two hours and just like cheap hack things because you probably know enough cheap hacks. So the boundaries part. With him, he when we first met, was trying to overcommit to just too many damn things. And what I got him to do was I got him to just write down on a piece of paper all of the things that are on his brain, all of the things that he has to do. And what we did was we filtered it by what his actual goals are for this year, what his actual priorities are for this year. Because here's the thing, and I have a video called Your Net Worth Equals Your Self-Worth where I really unpack this. If you are interested in increasing the value of your time, increasing your confidence, increasing how much you are comfortable demanding, how much you're comfortable receiving, it starts with you doing things on your agenda, not on someone else's. And sometimes that means moving out of home if you're living at home. 
And if you are living out of home and moving out of home is not an option yet, then sometimes it's spending as much time as you can away from that environment so you have time and space and freedom for you to study and focus or, or do whatever it is that you need to do where you're not getting pulled back by all the demands of your parents and, and things like this. Because if you are having demands of your, like how I started to, in the, in the end before I moved out, how I started to manage the demands of my parents where I told them, listen, um, I know you, ha you like to just ask me random tasks all the time. What I will do um, after 8 p.m., I will be at home and I will be present for the family. And whatever you guys need me to do after 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., I can, I can do it. Because for me, uh, like family time is really important. In terms of my friends, like most of my friends personally, they don't really hit me up during the week. Um, though I think they used to. And for me, I started to gently say, man, I won't be available on weeknights. But Friday night, I'm down. Pretty much most of Saturday, I'm down. Most of Sunday, I'm down. Right? And I used to actually proactively schedule, like my month in advance was scheduled with me hanging with my friends. So I knew where I was going to be on Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night for like, like a rolling month in advance. Right? So what I did with the friends piece is that I proactively scheduled them in so that so like no one was going to get upset if dim wasn't available like last minute on like wednesday night to hang right but and, and i felt comfortable with that because i felt like i was getting my fix in with those friends in the same way i did that with my parents right just said look every weeknight um after 8 p.m I'll, I'll be available for whatever you need uh but uh, but before then I like these are the things the projects that I'm working on you know so for me you know full-time work plus I'm going to the gym plus I'm doing my side business thing at the time um so and they got used to that right and I think initially they were a little bit upset but after a while if they needed me say on the weekend they would let they would start to let me know in advance and I would endeavor to try and help where I could but because, but basically what I'm saying in terms of setting boundaries, the first piece is just proactive planning and just sticking to them. Here's something that a lot of people absolutely struggle with. They're trying to fit too damn, which is leading to the second point. They're trying to beast mode too much. And as a result, they have to f keep trying to reschedule things all the time and it becomes a shit show again. Don't make commitments you're not going to stick to. Just stick to your damn commitments. That's the technique. I, t I tell you, this will give you a paradigm. Like this will boost you far beyond what some cheap hack will do in terms of you just like blocking out of your time or batching your tasks or those classic productivity tips are amazing. Uh, but th these things will will give you instead of extra half an hour it'll give you extra days because you're going to move towards a place where you're mentally peaceful and you can just focus so with him i i got him to just write down that list of like all of the things
and then we filtered it by what's actually important to him this year. And then we'll then we basically created a little schedule for him on like cool. Well, and, and we use a tech uh, another technique which is a good morning routine. And part of his morning routine <clears throat> is he will study in the morning as well. So basically, I think he would, I, I can't remember exactly, but he, he goes for a run, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then he will, uh, he, he does his affirmations. I, I teach him affirmations and gratitude meditations and things like this. That takes about 10 minutes. Uh, and then he studies for like an hour or two. So what he's doing by doing that is he's scheduling his top priority tasks first. He's filling his own cup first before getting pulled into the obligations of life. And this is what I mean when, you know, in, I referenced that other video, your net worth equals your self-worth. If you don't proactively fill your time with your own high priority tasks, it will automatically get filled by low priority junk. That's what was happening to him. It was just like, because he, he had a lack of structure, he had a lack of a way to fill his own cup first, when people were sending him demands and all these things, he would just kind of cave in to all of these things. But you will find energy rallies around structure you, there's a saying in in like yoga which is like where focus goes energy flows but you can just think of it like this when you for example are focused on a goal suddenly everything starts to click into place to help you get to that goal right so that's kind of your focus is going somewhere and then energy is flowing to that place and the structure is forming underneath it so for example if you have a goal to start to to do bodybuilding uh, then suddenly you're gonna find like you're thinking more about the gym and you're thinking more about diet and you're maybe watching more YouTube videos about gym and diet and all those things so basically where your focus is going everything is going on underneath you're gonna you find this the same in finances by the way it's like when you start to structure your money and start to have a goal for your money and a, a framework Suddenly, it's like more money is coming to you to feed into that framework. Uh, so, so in the same way, with you, if you are lacking an overall structure and giving into the random whims, you're going to find that's just going to continue. That pattern is just going to continue. But if you set a structure and start to learn to stick to it, which is learn to say, to your parents or to your friends, hey, listen, uh, I've got this stuff scheduled at this time, but I can be available for you at this time, right? Because the odds are, and I'm pretty sure about this, <clears throat> in your paradigm where you're probably currently at, as with this surgeon guy, he was kind of scatterbrained and the truth is his family and his friends were kind of scatterbrained as well so like it's almost like birds of a feather flock together you know so like he it's almost like he wouldn't really resonate with friends who were super focused and super structured like his also his friends were also kind of scatterbrained and didn't have a hardcore schedule so why, why i'm sharing this is for you if you start to become the person who 
establishes a schedule and sticks to it and still actively makes time for them, what you're going to find is they're going to learn like your structure and then start to fit their tasks or whatever they need from you around the structure that you give them. And maintaining boundaries, you know, like the boundaries will get tested often, but without them. And I, I encourage you to think of a wide open plane, right? Imagine a wide open plane. And in the middle, there's a castle. This castle doesn't have walls around it yet. It's just the actual building of a castle itself, right? In a way, that castle in this middle of this in the middle of these open plains in the, in in a way that castle has all the freedom in the world right it's got all the land in the world around it right but the thing is because of the lack of the boundary there's no sense of mental peace for the people living inside that castle because they could just get attacked from any angle, anything could happen around them. And there's no boundary, no castle wall to protect that castle. This is like really equivalent to finances, by the way. It's like without a lack, without, basically a boundary is like discipline. And without financial boundaries, you never really have financial freedom. You only have financial stress. Right? But when you create boundaries around the expenses, boundaries around what you're doing, boundaries around your requirements, suddenly you create freedom and peace within those walls. So for you, that first point about boundaries and what I was you know, teaching uh, this client, get real clear on what your priorities are and endeavor to fill your own cup first know and schedule in and do it preferably in the morning before other people are asking for your time you know like because most people are uh, especially people who try to frantically ask for your time most of them are doing it in towards the afternoon or in the evening because they're not organized themselves and in their morning they're already in reaction mode you want to spend as much time in creation mode as possible and that's why you want to schedule your priorities into the morning and fill your day with your high, high priority action. And then, and then if you make it known that you are only available after 8 p.m. or whatever that time is, you're only available these times for your family, for your social things, they will, after a while, they're going to test it in the beginning and you're going to have to learn. You have to say, look, and all you say is this, I'm really sorry, I can't do it now because I have this planned, but I can do it for you at, at 8 p.m. or your scheduled time, right? If it's truly, truly, truly urgent, maybe they can find someone else. If it's truly urgent, maybe, maybe there's another way. But what you'll find in your life is probably 98 out of 100 things that your parents or your friends will come to you with are not actually truly truly life and death urgent and half the time if they are like they're going to call an ambulance or emergency service before they're going to call you anyway so why i'm saying that is because like most of the time 
whatever's urgent is actually not really that urgent. It can wait till 8 p.m. or wait until that scheduled time that you've got. So that initial part is about just learning gently to say, I'm, I, I can do it, can I do it for you at this time? Uh, because I can't take care of it right now. And it, it, because I've got this on right now. And it makes them really question the, the importance of what they're trying to get you to do. Because once you, when they see the importance of what you've already got on, they're gonna realize that what they're asking for from you is actually not as important, right? So that's the first piece, boundaries. The second piece, understanding beast mode. Here's the temptation. I'm gonna use another story to explain this one. There was someone recently that I was trying to get them, I was teaching them some wealth principles and basically I was sharing with them I want you to start to save 10% of every dollar that comes in. I want you to put 10% into an account. I want you to call that account my personal wealth and I want you to never touch that account. If there's an emergency, still don't touch that account. And if you can follow this practice, then what's gonna happen is like over time, every time you look at your bank account, the money is gonna go up in it. And you're gonna feel a psychological, emotional cushion where it's like, oh wow, I've actually, I've been saving, man, I actually have like 15 grand in here now, I've got 20 grand in here now, right? Like, and it keeps going up every time I look at it, right? And what you're doing, right, is you're practicing, no matter what happens, you'll never touch this damn money. And as a result, you can't fake it, but you, you will just feel in you that, wow, like, I, uh, man, I got some cash. If something really goes wrong, I've actually got some cash that's gonna help me. But because you force yourself to never touch that, you actually learn how to become more resourceful. So why am I saying this story? It's because when I was teaching this principle to some other person, to be honest, I taught him. I taught this to him, maybe maybe uh, eighteen months ago or something like that. Um, and at the time, they struggled to follow it. Like they didn't. Like they started to put the ten percent in, and then they they would take it out. You know, because yeah, when they would get stressed, they would just take it out. And, and uh, as a result, they kept telling themselves, "No, no, it's cool. Like when I earn more, when I earn more, when I earn more, I'm going to put more money into it, and I would just catch up." right but it's actually not about the money it's about the discipline of having a sense of emotional control that you will never touch that that's actually what it's about it's not about the money in there and so therefore going like thinking that you can somehow muscle your way out by like just earning more earning more and then you can catch up you're still missing the point of the exercise the, the point of the exercise was to create the boundary and create the discipline to go, no, I'm never touching this no matter what, right? So with this person, 18 months go by, and then they shared with me recently, oh, you know what, Dim? Like, I keep telling myself, like, I'll put more money, more money into that account when I get some, but I never seem to properly do it. And what I regret now is, I wish I just started to put the 10% in 18 months ago, I would have so much more now, you know? And that's what I mean by 
don't get fooled by your own beast mode. See, sometimes we see that the thing is 10% doesn't sound like that much. So that person didn't think that saving 10% there would make any difference, right? And then now they try to put in 15% or 20%, but it's too hard. Because here's the thing. If you're, like I'm using money as an example, but like if you're in a place where it's hard to save, like if you're in a place where you're usually used to maxing out all your cash and needing to borrow cash from other people, what will give you, what, what makes you think you actually can even save 10% if you're used to maxing out all your cash? Saving 10% is actually a massive stretch if you're used to maxing out all your cash and borrowing cash from other people. Just saving 10% is a massive stretch already, even though it doesn't sound like it. So to equate that to productivity, if you are already maxing out and you're looking and you're get, getting burnt out and you're crashing and you're looking on how you can get sharper what i was sharing to that guy is hey you know how you reach this kind of zen mode where you're peaceful and you're studying well recognize that what we've done is we've created a 10 percent buffer for you don't fill that with other stuff now because if you do, you're gonna find yourself completely, completely strapped again, right? Like, and, and you're gonna find yourself in the same position and then you're gonna crash again. So even though he's doing his thought leadership stuff on, on you know, um, on reconstructive surgery, he's still keeping that 10% redundancy to himself where he, it allows him to, like for me, between my client calls, I typically have between half an hour and one hour between each of my calls. And you can argue that's not very productive. But the truth is, if you make your, your stuff so efficient, if it's hyper efficient, what that means is that there's no fat, there's no room for error, there's no redundancy. And here's the thing with life we always get curveballs we get things that unexpected happen to us and if you don't have the in, in project management i used to be a project manager in project management it's called having fat in the schedule having redundancy because you just because people goof things happen and i would rather have the peace in my life where after the client call you know maybe i can just have a tea just do some gentle work before the next one instead of being strapped on, strapped on, strapped on, strapped. And then before you know, you gotta to go to this dinner with someone else and then you're strapped there, you know? And you can play in that paradigm of maxing yourself out and then wondering why you're burnt out and you're looking for even more productivity tips. Or you can just get clear on what your priorities are. And by the way, like let's say you have four goals, you don't have to do all four at once. Why don't you just do two, like, now and do them properly and then do do two in the second half of this year as opposed to doing four now and having it all be a shit show and that's a part that's a piece of maturity and the maturity comes when you've had enough crash and enough burnout and enough shit show for you to go you know what it's not even worth it
Like I would rather just do these two properly and be calm and comfortable and have and be more present in my relationships and just have a better health within myself without being stressed up on cortisol all the time. I'd rather do that and just appreciate and enjoy my life and be really efficient and be a leader than be this stressed out person. We're all running to our graves anyway, man. You know? So I would choose efficiency and uh, so I would choose effectivity effectivity I would choose being effective over basically I'm trying to say is I would choose quality over quantity I'd rather have a good quality of life than extra years or a bunch of extra stuff done I'd rather have the quality of what I do being really good and impactful but that's that's a choice. And so I wanted to share that story with you. I hope you enjoyed it. In terms of boundaries, you know, setting boundaries and not getting sucked into thinking you can just go beast mode. Because beast mode is the same as being stressed out, basically. Like you're just you're just strapped from one thing to another to another. And here's the amazing thing the real beast mode, the real beast mode that you look up to, that is, that is guys like the guy that just finished my program. Because if you saw him, you're like, wow, like his body's in really great shape. He's becoming a surgeon. He's really smart. He's doing like this thought leadership stuff. How does he do it? How does he do it all? <laughs> well, he does it all because he, he learns. Like people want to be like this guy right but they didn't want to be like him when he was this stressed out like like just fallen in a part between everything um never getting back to anyone's phone calls like people didn't want to be like him when he was that paradigm but he thought that's what beast mode was and he, most people think that's what it is but actually beast mode comes with calmness consciousness presentness when you're just putting in good quality into what you're doing and you've learned how to say no and have a schedule and groundedness about your time. You're not high up here being frenetic. So I really hope this video helped. And uh, ask me questions, please. Uh, you know, I put my links below. And also please, if there's anyone that you know of who can benefit from this, please share it with them. And let's all come up together. So I wish you more wealth in whatever form is meaningful to you. I'll see you in the next one.